Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Mm. I'm so glad, so grateful that we get to connect together. It's really meaningful to me. And a big thank you for tuning in with me and sharing this sacred space beyond time and space where we're connecting in consciousness, joined together for the purpose of remembering our true identity and remembering the true identity of each other and remembering the true identity of all our brothers and sisters. We're blessing each other by our connection. Yes, and my topic today is curing passive aggressive patterns, something I know a lot about. I've had a lot of experience with passive aggressiveness in my life, uh, mostly because I was the passive aggressive one. (laughs) And uh, I won't say I'm completely cured. I wish that that were so. I am grateful, though, that I've learned what I've learned and that I can help others by sharing. So let's begin with a blessing. We need to lay down here uh, a blessing because this is, um, uh, it's an intense topic and it can bring up a lot of stuff. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self hand on my heart. I am so grateful, wholeheartedly grateful for the healing that we are calling forth, the healing that we're allowing to be revealed in our awareness, the healing that is ours. We are grateful and thankful that we can relinquish all attachments to the past, all attachments to living in lack and limitation, living in despair and depression. We're giving it all up and we are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented flow of divine love and wisdom. We are willing to learn through direct insight and to allow ourselves the freedom to joyfully learn, remember the truth, and share, share, share. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, the blessing is ours. Okay, so let's dive right in here. First of all, I'm going to share, I am something of an expert on passive-aggressive behavior, because for uh, much of my younger days, I was angry a lot of the time. And so I felt that uh, my anger could be used to be aggressive and passive-aggressive, as well as (laughs) aggressive-aggressive, in order to protect myself, to get what I wanted and needed. And I was operating from fear almost all the time, but I didn't know it. I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand that being passive-aggressive is fear-based thinking. Now it's crystal clear to me. And so... Let's just look at what passive aggressiveness is because a lot of people aren't really clear. They haven't taken a psychology class, so they don't really know. But there's, there are a lot of ways that we can be passive aggressive. And I have found, as I'm sure you have too, that when we know what we're talking about, we're able to more easily recognize it. So that's why in this podcast, what I endeavor to do is to highlight the things that we actually do and say and think in our day-to-day experience that are self-destructive, that are destructive 
to healthy, happy, harmonious living and relationships. Because if we can recognize, oh, that is uh, destructive, that is a problem, then we can have the awareness to not choose it anymore. And that's a big deal. And I can give you so many examples of things. And I feel so blessed to learn any little thing. I really do. It's so wonderful. And I I know that one of the ways that people are passive aggressive is they give advice. It's a way of basically saying, you don't know what you're doing. You've got problems. But I can help you because I know so much because I, and for some people, it's because I'm better than you. Let me help you. Let me give you advice. It's condescending and it's patronizing. And that may not be the intention, but a lot of people will take it that way. I recently shared with someone that I know who's going through a a relationship challenge. I said to them, I had the feeling they weren't interested in anything I might share. And we don't know each other that well. So I presented something this way. I said, I've been a counselor for 20 years. I've counseled couples many times and uh, helped people in their relationships many, 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 many times, hundreds of times, if not thousands of times. And... Um, I do have a couple of really quick advice things that I could give you if you're ever interested. Just let me know. Be happy to share that with you based on my experience. And this person said, okay, thank you. And I knew they were not interested. They may never be interested, and that's fine. But I'm not condescending or patronizing to them thinking they need my advice or they should have it I'm really just coming from a place of it's like to me if uh, I have a friend who knows a lot about woodworking uh, and they see me struggling with some woodworking thing that I'm trying to do in my life and they say to me hey I know a lot about that if you'd like some help with it let me know Thank you. Thank you so very much. Uh, I Now, I don't take it that they think I'm an idiot and I need help. They can see, yes, the woman needs help. <laughs> help her. <laughs> and so, uh, but most people don't want advice and they don't want help unless they come and ask you for it. So, One of the ways that many, many people are passive-aggressive is that they're giving unasked-for advice, and it just doesn't go well. So I I especially recommend that don't give advice to family members and to friends unless you know they're asking for it, unless it's clear. And I think one of the beautiful ways to get around it is just exactly what I said. Hey, I have a bunch of experience with that. If you ever want to discuss it, let me know. And then if they do, they will. And and that works well. Here's another passive-aggressive thing that people do that uh, they may not even realize that this is, for some people, rude or strange. But they leave without saying anything, or they go to bed at night without saying anything. I I know I grew up in a family where we would say goodnight to each other, kiss and hug each other before bedtime. And uh, all the kids come around and kiss you every night before they go to bed, and it's sweet, you know, unless, unless you're the story reader that night and then you get your hugs and kisses in the story time. But it's just how we do it. Nobody leaves the house 
even for a little while, I mean, if they're just going out in the yard, that's one thing. But if they're going to get in the car and go somewhere or even go for a walk, they'll say, hey, I'm going for a walk. I'll be back in an hour just in case somebody's looking for them. But not everybody does that. And uh, it can be considered passive aggressive or strange or offensive. And um, you may not even know that. I know one of the main passive aggressive things that uh, I used to experience with my grandmother is it would be kind of a subtle criticism. What is it? Damned with faint praise, that kind of thing. I I specifically remember one time I was getting ready to go to a party when I was a teenager and um, I was in the living room and I was just putting on my earrings, but I was all dressed to go to the party. I was wearing a dress, in fact. And my grandmother said, is that what you're wearing to the party? Well, she knew I was wearing that to the party. I was about to leave the house. She knew it. So that is passive aggressive behavior. Another thing she would do sometimes is she would say, oh, I like this outfit so much better than the one you had on yesterday. And, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, thank you? I um, I don't think you're saying that you think this is a nice outfit. It's just so much better than the horrible outfit I had on yesterday. Uh, okay. So there are ways that people slip in subtle criticism uh, and it's things like, oh, are you really going to eat that? Are you really going to do that? Are you really going to, you know, did you just really whatever? And it's it doesn't need to be said or discussed at all. It's, you're just letting your opinions and judgments be known. And I'm going to go tangential here just a little bit. Because uh, there's another thing that people do that I'm training myself not to do. There are times, you know, I, I work with so many different people going through so many different things in their lives. And I, I'm interested in all of them. I'm interested in people. I love people and I'm interested in them. I'm interested in how they feel. I'm interested in what they think. I'm interested in why they feel the way and think the way that they do and why they choose to do what they do or don't choose to do what they could do. All all of that, it's fascinating and interesting to me. And it comes from, uh, I have a deep love of humanity, very, very deep love of humanity. And pretty much like everybody else, I'm also confounded by humanity. (laughs) goodness. But um, one of the things that I've noticed is egoic behavior that I'm just paying attention to in my myself, always looking for the subtleties of how I can be more loving and less uh, ego identified. So sometimes I notice that I have a curiosity about people's mental, emotional, spiritual challenges about their relationships, about their why they're doing what they're doing. It's just my natural curiosity, because I'm always learning from it. And, uh, and that's one of the ways the Spirit is teaching me. However, it's not necessary for me to ask people these questions Sometimes it really is just my curiosity, and it can mean stirring a pot that doesn't need to be stirred. And uh, so I've learned to, even though I feel curious and interested, I can say, okay, I'm curious and interested in this person, but I don't have to ask them how they're doing about a specific painful thing in the past even though I'm curious about it I'd like to see what I could learn about how they are with it instead I can say uh, ask another question like so what what have you been doing lately that you're interested in 
or something less intrusive, less personal, uh, that's not going to bring up painful stuff and their own trigger, their own self judgments and things like that. But it can still display and clearly convey (laughs) that I'm interested in that person. So I've just noticed that I, I used to ask a lot more curiosity questions of friends and, and acquaintances and things like that that I, I am refraining from now out of kindness, not being intrusive, not wanting to trigger them into certain things. So that's just a kind of a tangential thing. Um, you know, I think one of the ways that people do passive aggressiveness in spiritual community is that they are pretend nice or they pretend to care when they don't really and when they don't feel like being nice. Pretend smiles, pretend um, have a nice days and stuff like that. I've certainly done all that stuff. There's nothing I'm going to discuss here probably that I haven't done. Of course, obvious passive aggressive behavior is to give one word answers. How are you doing today? Fine. Things like that. That's a way of saying, leave me alone, uh, without saying, like, a, a more direct, authentic response could be, well, I'm kind of having a tough time right now, but I don't actually feel like talking about it. But thank you for asking me. How are you today? Right, But sometimes we don't have the bandwidth for all of that. And so we fall into that kind of shutdown behavior. It isn't necessarily passive aggressive. So you have to be on the lookout for that. But uh, sometimes it is passive aggressive. Anybody who has a teenager probably has experienced that. Anybody who's been a teenager has probably experienced that. Some Another way that we can be passive aggressive is to ignore people. That's a very uh, unkind thing to do is to ignore people. And sometimes when people ignore us, it is because they're confronted. Uh, one of my dearest friends is... Uh, a uh, African American woman, and I have been in the experience of waiting for a table in a restaurant, and they wouldn't look at us uh, because of racism. Not going to acknowledge you. Not going to look at you. And I, what I did was, I just decided to pray for the the people who are acting that way. That's what I would like somebody to do for me if I'm treating somebody poorly. It's only because I feel threatened and afraid that I treat people poorly. At least what I did in the past. I hope I'm not doing that anymore. Um, Actually, more than hope, I'm intentional about not doing it anymore. But I won't say ever that I don't have my moments, because I do. I do. And then I forgive myself, and I move on. And being able to forgive myself makes it easy for me to forgive other people when they behave in ways that are driven from their fear. I'd like to have compassion for everyone. Yes. Definitely. Of course, passive-aggressive behavior can also show up as feeling that you're special and you deserve special treatment. Uh, That you... I don't think we're going to get that behavior a lot in spiritual community. But I do see it. I do see it. I do see it sometimes with even with teachers. That they're instead of teaching the servant leadership model of I'm here to serve you, 
And nobody is special because we're all one. Sometimes I do see teachers who think they're special and it's the do you know who I am thing. And uh, don't you know who I am? Don't you know I'm special? And oh my Lord. Yeah, that's a challenge. Pray for anybody you see who's got that going on because that's... That's a challenge. That's a real challenge. Um, A lot of times people can be passive aggressive with negativity and uh, saying, no, no. Do you want to do this? No. Do you want to do that? No. Do you want to do this? No. What would you like to do? I don't know. I don't know. It, It can seem passive aggressive when people are just being negative and over and over again. And, and you know, here's the thing. I, I know I could get into that when I was younger. It, it came from a sense of helplessness. I did have the power to say no, but I didn't have the power to do something proactive, something good, something helpful. So I would opt for, well, at least I have the power to make everybody unhappy. (laughs) At least I have the power to upset people and annoy them and frustrate them. That's the passive aggressiveness coming out. Uh, I I see people in, uh, not in my life, but I see it uh, observing really other people's families and lives sometimes or on television one thing that people do is they don't look at you it's that thing of ignoring you but it can also be they're going to play with their phone instead of looking you in the eye and talking with you and it's important to notice that there's a difference between different kinds of passive aggressiveness so for instance somebody might Um, be too shy to look you in the eye and they're not being passive aggressive on a job interview it'd be great if they could look you in the eye but they feel insecure so they're looking down they're looking to the side anywhere but in your eyes and I know for myself I, I look everybody in the eye I look everybody in the eye, and I I think it's important. It's a way to acknowledge people. Ah, I see you. I look in your eyes. One of the things that happens in this world where we have a caste system in some cultures, we have a class system in others, we have all these racism, ageism, sexism, all these different things that often get displayed through where, where are we looking? Am I looking at your breasts or am I looking at your eyes? Am I looking at you or am I looking away? Am I having a conversation with you but not looking at you? It, 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 sometimes you can see displayed. I, I, I don't see these things in my life, but I see them in movies and where somebody would have a servant And nothing wrong, it's a good job to have a servant, but maybe they don't look at the servant when they talk with them. And that's patronizing, condescending, and it is passive-aggressive. Being patronizing and condescending is passive-aggressiveness. And sometimes it's aggressive-aggressiveness. And so I like to, when I'm out in the world, and I see the person who's maybe cleaning the floor in the background... And instead of just walking by them and not acknowledging them in any way, good morning, hey, how are you doing today? The the security guard who's just standing there and to the the person who might be stocking the shelves or just wherever you might go in your day that it would be easy to ignore that person or not acknowledge them. It is very challenging for people to go through their day without being acknowledged, that their work isn't acknowledged, that what they do isn't important. And so I I really feel it's worthwhile to be able to, you pick up that coffee, you don't just say nothing when it's at the... uh, 
whatever that place is in Starbucks where they put the coffees out, <laughs> you know, at the end of the whatever counter to to look at the person in the eye and say, thank you so much. Have a great day. It's it's helping to connect with our brothers and sisters from our heart when we look through our eyes to their eyes there's a direct connection to the heart that we can bring forth all right so i've talked a lot about passive aggressive behaviors and uh um, there are many more but and i'm sure they might come up uh we'll talk more about the uh what the Course has to say and what we can hold in our mind, hold in our heart to Course Correct every day because that's the way we get there to the big changes is through displaying the willingness to make the little changes. The little changes add up, eliminating these passive-aggressive behaviors from our way of living in the world keeps us in the flow of love. It's so valuable, so important. And I invite you to really make a study of your own heart and eliminate these things that cause so much suffering. Ah, I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are joyfully walking the talk, and living the love as best we can. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I can honestly say that one of the greatest things I've ever learned in my spiritual life is to call upon the Holy Spirit, the higher Holy Spirit self, the mighty I am presence, the company of heaven, the angels, Jesus, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, Buddha, whomever you've got, (laughs) and to say, okay, look, I recognize I've got this pattern, this thought, this belief, this ache, this pain. I'd like to let it go. I'd like to be transformed. I'd like to lead a completely loving life. And I am so willing to make a change. Help me. Help me, help me. It is so valuable to ask for help. I tell everybody in my life that I'm close to, If you ever have any advice for me, if you ever see that I'm going in a direction that is not going to be helpful to me, please, please let me know. Please share with me. I don't find it patronizing and condescending. I love to get help and support and guidance from folks. It just is wonderful. Now, some people will cloak their judgment in their advice. And I know how to filter that out. And I have been so judgmental in my life that I know that when people are being judgmental towards me in a certain way, they can't recognize what they're doing. They're not aware of what they're doing. And so forgive them, they know not what they do. There's no need for me to be offended. I don't like to be offended, so I don't wish to be offended. I used to look for things to take offense at, and that was an expression of my own insecurity. And now I don't have that same insecurity, so I'd rather not be offended. I just, I can't be bothered. It doesn't serve me in any way, shape, or form. So let me not be offended by anything, anywhere, ever. There's no good that can come from me taking offense. Boom. Here's something that's very helpful that you may recall from the end of the Laws of Chaos section, which is chapter 23, section 2, right in the last paragraph there. 
Jesus says, Attack in any form has placed your foot upon the twisted stairway that leads from heaven. And he says before then, Brother, take not one step in the descent to hell. So to me, taking offense is taking a step in the descent to hell. I'm going to read the whole paragraph now. Brother, take not one step in the descent to hell. For having taken one, you will not recognize the rest for what they are, and they will follow. That's what I call getting on the pain train. He says, attack in any form has placed your foot upon the twisted stairway that leads from heaven. Yet any instant, it is possible to have all this undone. How can you know whether you chose the stairs to heaven or the way to hell? Quite easily. How do you feel? Is peace in your awareness? Are you certain which way you go? And are you sure the goal of heaven can be reached? If not, you walk alone. Ask then your friend with a capital F to join with you and give you certainty of where you go. So this is the partnering up. This is the calling upon that higher Holy Spirit self so that we do not have to live in this floundering, I'm on my own. One of the reasons why people are passive aggressive is because they feel afraid. Aggression is always the sign of fear, never of confidence, never of strength. It is the sign of weakness and fear. Now, in the next section here in chapter 23, it's section 3 called Salvation Without Compromise. And he, Jesus begins with carrying on the subject of attack. He says, Is it not true you do not recognize some of the forms attack can take? If it is true, attack in any form will hurt you. And will do so just as much as in another form that you do recognize. Then it must follow that you do not always recognize the source of pain. Attack in any form is equally destructive. Its purpose does not change. Its sole intent is murder. And what form of murder serves to cover the massive guilt and frantic fear of punishment the murderer must feel. He may deny he is a murderer and justify his savagery with smiles as he attacks, yet he will suffer and will look on his intent in nightmares where the smiles are gone and where the purpose rises to meet his horrified awareness and pursue him still. For no one thinks of murder and escapes the guilt the thought entails. If the intent is death, what matter the form it takes? Okay, this is what we're talking about with passive-aggressive behavior here. So what Jesus is saying is that attack in any form is equally destructive. The purpose is still there. And the purpose is to murder. To attack is to wish to hurt, to kill. And it's covering up that anger, that attack. It is a byproduct of the guilt that people feel and the fear of punishment they feel. So... What he's saying here is be really clear. You can be passive-aggressive, smiling, pretending that you're being helpful, but your intention really deep down is to belittle, is to complain, is to attack. 
you are going to suffer. And one of the ways you will suffer is in nightmares. That you will have horrible nightmares where there are no smiling faces. Like in this experience, in this dimension, it can seem like people are smiling while being passive aggressive. I used to do that all the time. But in your nightmares, no, no one will be smiling and you will be reliving this because your consciousness is trying to come correct when we're in dreams and nightmares, working this stuff out. Now, I can say from my own personal experience, I used to have nightmares. I used to have nightmares and sometimes be trying to wake myself up knowing that I was in a nightmare and a lucid kind of nightmare, lucid dreaming experiences. And I'd be trying to scream sometimes and thrashing about. Sometimes people would wake me up. You're having a nightmare. You're having a nightmare. And uh, I remember one time I was uh, with family and friends and someone in the house in the middle of the night woke up from a nightmare screaming, woke the whole house up. They were so loud. It was terrifying. And so one of the things that happens is we are dealing with our true motivations I don't even like to use the word subconscious because I don't really think there's such a thing as subconscious or unconscious. It just is a way to say that we're in denial of it. But in my experience, all the so-called unconscious and subconscious behavior, I did have a conscious awareness of it. I just didn't want to think about it or look at it or change the way I was acting and behaving. Because I didn't know how, and I didn't have the support for it. And that's why I feel so motivated now in this podcast, in my programs, to offer tremendous amounts of support. Because doing this inner work, changing these behaviors and patterns and beliefs, that are so destructive to our relationships as well as to our health and our wealth and so many aspects of our life, including keeping us cut off from our loving heart, from our loving spirit. Transforming all of this when we feel alone, which is how we feel when we're angry and attacking and taking offense and passive-aggressive, Trying to figure it out when we feel so alone, it is really challenging. And that's why people drink and smoke and and binge watch television and all of this is they feel overwhelmed by their feelings. So remember, this is what Jesus was saying in the last section, at the end of the Laws of Chaos section, paragraph 22 He's saying, I'm just going to say it again. How can you know whether you've chosen the stairs to heaven or the way to hell? Quite easily. How do you feel? Is peace in your awareness? Are you certain which way you go? And are you sure the goal of heaven can be reached? So this is why I say, if you're not at peace you probably are in attack mode. You are either attacking yourself or someone else. And there really is no difference because all is one. So I know for myself, I used to project most of my attack onto other people. Whereas most people I know, they project the attack onto themselves. And so it's all the same though. There's no better or worse. There's really not. Because as someone who attacked other people all the time, I would feel guilty. I'd feel ashamed. I'd feel bad. But I didn't feel like I could stop myself. So then I'd be angry that I couldn't stop myself. And then I'd think, what a loser I am. What a horrible person I am. So it just goes around in a circle.
And I had the karma of also inflicting it on other people and feeling that much more guilty and ashamed. So uh, that's why it's so important to me to support others in undoing these patterns and to because so much healing is possible, so much healing. I've been doing this a long time, and I continuously am amazed at the transformation that people have. It does take tremendous willingness, tremendous willingness to do this. But willingness begets willingness, and it brings so much joy to actually have the willingness and to recognize what I talk about in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom is that we can prove God. And so people who have been chronically depressed, angry, anxious, like I was uh, angry for decades can actually come out of it uh, pretty quickly. It depends. Some people, it's faster, some people. But there's no need to compare anybody because we're just all doing our part in transforming the whole consciousness of the human race. And that is a beautiful thing. We can always take comfort and raise our vibration by knowing that every loving choice we make lifts everyone in the human race and makes it easier for others to make more loving choices. Similarly, I say this every year with the folks who come into our Masterful Living program, they always seem to have a more elevated consciousness than the folks who were there the year before and the year before. It's a progressive because we are a collective and all humanity is becoming more awake, more aware, and we stand on the shoulders of the ones who went before us. So one of the things I do in my prayer work is to, and just throughout my day, which I'm praying throughout my day, is to give thanks to the ancestors, give thanks to the ones who went before. Because I think of my great-grandparents, for instance, they had hard times and they did not have resources. And so I bless them for doing the best that they could. And I, even though some of the things, the choices that they made, many thousands, maybe millions of choices that they made, were a hardship for my grandparents in some cases. My my father's father's father abandoned his family. And that was very hard on the family. They were very poor and they didn't have money for food. They didn't have money for shoes and all kinds of things, never mind having iPads and TV in every room and all this stuff. They didn't have money for food, for food. So uh, they, my grandfather grew up in, in that kind of an environment. So this is the thing to understand, to have a great love and compassion for those who went before, because also we are the ones who went before. We are our ancestors. So it's having self-compassion. And this is the practice of forgiveness. We're forgiving ourselves Forgiving our debts and the debtors, the trespasses and the trespassers. We are forgiving ourselves. There is no difference. And the sooner we recognize it, the happier we will be. And the opportunity that we have in each and every moment is to reach up with love and compassion for ourselves and for others and to move out of this stairway to hell, <laughs> the road to hell. And uh, isn't it wonderful that we can choose again? We can choose again. So I've outlined a number of passive-aggressive behaviors. They all come from fear and insecurity. 
If we felt loved, if we felt beloved, if we felt secure, we would not choose passive-aggressive behavior. So when somebody is behaving in a passive-aggressive way towards us, if we could take a moment, if we can have the presence of mind to take that breath, to pause, to partner up, and to ask the simple question, how can I serve love right now? How can I serve the light right now? How can I be truly helpful right now? This is my intention. And we might be seething inside. We might be offended. We might feel hurt. We might feel angry. might feel all of that. But we still have the presence of mind to say, not that I feel all of that, like Jesus was talking about at the end of the laws of chaos. This is how you know whether you chose the stairs to heaven or the way to hell. I can feel I'm choosing the way to hell because of what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling, and I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm going to get off the pain train right now, and I'm going to take the stairs to heaven. <laughs> and... Holy Spirit, make it so. I am willing. What am I to do? What am I to say? What is the best thing in this moment? And one of the things that I've learned that's helped me keep from falling back into that passive-aggressive behavior is to take that breath and say, I'm choosing love, I'm choosing love, I'm choosing love. I am choosing love, mentally saying that. Holy Spirit, help me now. I intend to be truly helpful right now. And then if I don't know what to say or what to do, I can say this out loud to the person that I think is bothering me. But it's not them. It's my thoughts about them that's bothering me. And it's so important for me to take that responsibility for that. I'm responsible for what I see, and I would choose the feelings I would have. So to say to the other person that I might like to be passive-aggressive towards, or who has been passive-aggressive towards me, to say, Oh, I'm getting triggered. I think it's time for me to take a time out. I love you. I'm going to go. Take a moment. I'll be right back. Or I'll be back in a little while. I'll be back when I calm down. That's being respectful. Now, there is a way to leave the room and say, I need a timeout, and it's passive-aggressive. And we can learn to know the difference. It's, I find, a wonderful tool to be able to say, I need a moment here, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. It's not your fault. I just need a moment here. So let me go take a time out. And it can be a great time to just go for a walk around the house. <laughs> here in Vermont, in wintertime, it's snowing. Literally, it's snowing. We've got a nice, warm, snowy day, 25 degrees. And so... Uh, Oh, let me just go out into that beautiful snowy air and walk around the house. That'll shift things. Getting out in nature. Uh, I I was doing a Zoom with a friend recently who hadn't seen some part of my house, and they said, oh, my God, look at all the plants you have. I'm, oh, yeah, I am the plant lady. I am the plant lady. I love the plants. I love the oxygen and the energy that they bring. And, of course, I always have lots of orchids in some state of blooming and uh, or, or resting from blooming, getting ready to bloom, and connecting with their precious life. Just looking at them now as I'm talking with you. That can help me change my state. So sometimes I just need to leave the room, take a breath, 
I love my essential oils. I use my essential oils to help me shift my vibration and to move into a state of right-mindedness. Our willingness is all that is required for us to make that state change. Our willingness is everything for this. And asking, ask it is, and it is given because it's already been given, Jesus tells us in A Course in Miracles. So I have found that one of the things with spiritual students is we often feel that it's better to give than to receive. So we have learned not to ask. We are the helpers, not the helpees. And so I, one of the things I teach in my programs is get yourself to asking. Ask, ask, ask all day long. Ask for help. Ask for insight. Ask for support. Ask for clarity. Ask for the willingness to let the past go. There's so much support for us from the invisible. Making a commitment to undoing all these passive aggressive patterns, you will see the results. You will see the results. If you are willing, you can even, depending on the quality of your relationships and the connectedness maybe with the people that you're closest to, you could make a list of passive-aggressive behaviors. You can Google passive-aggressive behaviors and make a list of them. And then talk with your loved ones. Say, hey, can we have a uh, talk about our relationship? I've got some things I, I want to, I'd like to apologize for. I'd like to uh, see if you can help me with. And these are some passive aggressive behaviors that I think I've been doing. And I wonder if you can help me recognize them so I can eliminate them so I can be more loving with you. Would you help me do that? And then you can ask them to gently say, oh, remember you asked me about passive aggressive behaviors? I think that might be one of them. If they can say it to you in a loving and kind way, then you're going to improve your relationship. Right? So loving communication. But to sit down and talk about it when you're both peaceful. Oh my goodness, my time is up. Much appreciation to all those who tithe and donate. It is so powerful for us to receive your support here at the Power of Love Ministry. I'm going to say a prayer. So grateful and thankful for the love of God that always shines in our hearts now and forever. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Mwah.